Welcome back to the Investing on the Go podcast brought to you by Fun Caliber. In a special bonus episode in honor of International Women's Day, we're discussing the subject of wealth transfer. When discussing wealth transfer, the tendency is to focus on the transfer to the next generation. However, the reality is that the initial transfer is typically from a husband to a surviving widow. Our guest today is an expert in the transfer of wealth story and joins us to explain what women of every generation need to consider when it comes to their finances. I'm Sam Slater, and today I've been joined by Gillian Hepburn, who's Head of Intermediary Solutions at Schroder's. We're going to be discussing women in finance. Thanks for joining us today, Gillian. Oh, thank you very much for having me. So perhaps we could start with the fact that in just two years' time, 60% of all of the wealth in the UK is actually going to be in female hands. Where's all this money coming from? Yeah. Great start, isn't it? Because it's a really interesting statistic. Um, I mean, obviously it's research, but uh, but definitely one that we need to you know to think about. Um, but if you think about where the wealth is at the moment in the UK, um, you know, particularly in the baby boomer generation, so two thirds of that baby boomer generation um, are in joint households, and typically it's a husband and a wife. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is that that is therefore the first point of wealth transfer. So I've talked a lot about wealth transfer over the years and talked about moving to the next generation. But the first point of wealth transfer is often a husband to a wife. Mm. Yeah? And that gives us some really interesting challenges to think about. And so what do women need to be thinking about? What what do they need to be doing with the cash that's coming to them? Yes, yeah, I would always say, first of all, I don't, Get some advice. Mm. So if you don't already have an advisor, and, and actually what is interesting here is that often the couple will have an advisor, um, but 70% of women will actually change that advisor. Um, and we did some research. So I always say, you know, for any advisors that are listening to this, don't, sh- don't shoot the messenger. And it's often because these women felt that they were unheard. Mm. You know, they were kind of scared to ask basic questions. And as a result, they kind of just sat back in the conversation. And over the years, the advisor just let that happen. Mm. So many women feel that they kind of lack confidence when it comes to what could be potentially large sums of money. And actually, equally, although we're typically talking here about widows, it's very much the same for women who go who go through a divorce. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, a large sum of money. What, what do I do with it? Where do I start? So the first thing I'd always say is, you know, I just try to get some advice. Um, yeah, I'm a great advocate of, of financial advice. Um, but also, you know, prior to these events happening take part in the conversation mm-hmm. you know understand where the money is within the within the family and um, what are the plans for passing that on um where is it held and, and who are if i could call them the gatekeepers so do we know who the advisors do we know the solicitors or accountants depending on you know the, the level of wealth that's there so you know just get involved and, and so that's kind of the first point mm-hmm. just understand what's there and what the plans are and then the next stage obviously is um is just thinking about what will I do with this and, and I always talk about investing rather than saving um I know the regulator in the UK has identified that there are things about 4.2 million people that have more than 10,000 pounds that they could invest mm-hmm. that are actually holding significant amounts of that in cash now, clearly, cash interest rates have been a real challenge, haven't they, over the last few years? And they're rising a bit, but we've still got inflation sitting there. So it's about understanding the, the interplay between cash savings and inflation. 
and, and start to think then about investing and what would that look like and, and, and where to start. Um, so I guess that's the second point is thinking about, you know, where are you going to put this money and what are you going to do with it? And, and that can often involve family conversations because interestingly, what we find if we think about widows again, it's often the wider family that step in and help out. Often, I guess, at the time where a female could be at her most vulnerable. Mm. But also things to consider are, you know, scams, for example. Um, you know, we hear awful stories about about people, not necessarily just women, but you know, I look at my own mother who has not been widowed, but my dad's had to go into a care home and suddenly she's managing all these finances. So it's a similar circumstance. And I'm absolutely sure there's a scam list somewhere that she's now appeared on. So she's very aware of of what to do with her money and where to go and get help. Um, so it's really important just to think about all of that. But I, you know, it, it can be a really difficult time for people, can't mm-hmm. it? So you've mentioned there about scams and which is one of the dangers of obviously Absolutely. suddenly coming into some money. Are there any other dangers? What else could possibly go wrong? Um, well, interestingly, um, another one is, is, is back to this piece about where to invest. I heard a, a terrible story the other week about a female client where she'd been investing in crypto. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying all crypto is bad and, you know, there's there's challenges here, but it does relate to the scamming. The, the advisor said we knew what she was doing and we kind of ignored it because we didn't have, want to have the conversation because we weren't very sure what to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she suddenly lost £200,000, which is you know a dreadful situation yeah. to be in. And that one actually was, it wasn't, obviously we saw crypto taking a bit of a, a dive at the end of last year, but this was actually another scam. So again, it's... Um, you know, think about these kind of, if I could call them, get rich quick schemes. Yeah, and there's loads of them, isn't there? We, anybody that's been on TikTok recently will see some of that stuff. So again, it's maybe back to thinking about advice um, and what you actually want to do with that money. And often thought, talk in the terms of widows, um, you know, women typically want to pass on wealth in their own lifetime. Yeah. Unlike men, actually, they're, women are more likely to do it. So it's thinking about how that's going to work out. Yeah. And what do you want to do and who do you want to help and how do you do that tax efficiently as mm. well? Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of different considerations in terms of what, what do you do with the money? And interesting as well, women often um, overestimate um, how much income they will need to survive on or how much money they will need. So again, it's back to understanding um, particularly again for widows, what your future life might look like. So a really good example is women outnumber men in care homes by three to one. Okay. Now, and when they get there, they're there four times as long. We live longer and in poor health. Now you could kind of work that out because you know in terms of those numbers, but clearly there are very specific advice requirements uh, for women or considerations that women need to have. And also if they are on their own, you know, obviously there's day-to-day living costs, isn't there? But there's also things like, you know, if, if my roof needs repaired or I want to change my car, I want to go on holiday. And actually what was interesting, we did some research into this. And what was very interesting was um, we've seen this huge rise as well in female entrepreneurs, you know, particularly often in that, you know, that baby boomer type generation. Many women said, I actually found a new lease of life um, once I got over all of the, the shock and the trauma. And um, you know, 50% of landlords in the UK are women. Oh, wow. So, I know. So we're seeing 
some really interesting patterns. And I would always say um, we shouldn't stereotype women as to their attitudes towards finance and investing. Mm -hmm. So we've discussed baby boomers and older generations of women there. There will also be a lot of younger women who, whether they realise it or not, will be investors because they'll be auto-enrolled through a workplace pension or similar. Um, Perhaps we could touch on the importance of engaging with your finances as as early as possible. Yeah, Great question, because it's never too early to start, is it? Um, And I, um, back to your point there on women not even understanding or realising maybe that they're investing. I I took part in an event a number of years ago, made a room full of very, very engaged young women who wanted a kind of safe environment to talk about their money. And we asked a simple question as to how many of you are investing in the stock market. And I think about six hands went up. And then we asked, you know, and how many of you have a, a workplace pension? And all the hands went up and we said, well, actually, uh, you're all investing in the stock market. So it's about education, isn't it? From, you know, get yourself up to speed. Um, and there's loads of different ways that you can do that. There's lots of, you know, available resource. Um, you know, there's, um, you know, there's Boring Money, for example. They've got a site specifically for women in their 40s, 50s and 60s. But there's, you know, face, there's lots of podcasts. Facepod's another one that does really good, basic, you know, kind of financial education. So there's lots of places to go. Um, um, and I think, though, it's about sitting back, though, and, and understanding that women, particularly young women, do have a challenge. Yeah, you know, typically earning less, uh, living longer, taking taking gaps for maternity or caring of all sorts. So women are, um, as we called it in our research societies, carers both for parents mm. in, in, in elderly years and for young children. So, you know, women do have a gap in terms of their savings. Um, and it's thinking about what, what the impact of that is um, and how you can try and compensate for it. So I think there's lots of different areas that women really need to think about. One of the areas I talk a lot about is taking risk. Mm. Um, we're, we're quite, I think at times, a risk-averse culture, aren't we? And it's often said that women are risk-averse. I actually think they're maybe just a bit more risk-aware. Mm. Um, but you know, for somebody in their, their 20s and 30s thinking about investing, they've got a long time until they're going to need that money. So it's about making sure that they're taking enough risk to try and meet what will be their financial goals and objectives. Um, and another area we find women get extremely engaged is in sustainability. Mm. So many women, and all the research points to this, that women typically want to invest more sustainably than men. So I'm always generalising, so apologies. Um, but I think women are very interested, therefore, in what they are investing in. You know, and sustainability, if you think about it, um, plays into a number of different um, areas which are really meaningful, particularly for women. So things like addressing modern slavery or women on boards or, you know, microfinance. You know, we invest in, in, in microfinance abroad in these countries where these women are setting up very small businesses. Um, and I think some of these stories about where your money can do good mm. are really, really interesting, but also very, very appealing often to women. So I think there's, you know, it's not all about, am I allowed to say this? It's not all just about the numbers. It's about what what your money can do, mm-hmm. um, you know, for you and for wider society. And I guess it's having more conversations like this, whereas you might meet a, a friend for coffee and chat about the kids or yeah. holidays, etc. Actually having a money discussion. And- You're right. We're not very good at talking about mm-hmm. money, are we? We kind of 
I don't know, I used to say we're all a bit British, but we just don't like to talk about money. Um, and actually, often when the conversation starts, we're very good at doing it, aren't mm. we? And asking questions um, and trying to get ourselves more educated because it's just so important. If, if we are going to be the majority holders of the assets in the future and the majority holders, then it is really important that we're engaged and that we understand a bit more about it. So if you could give the women listening to this interview three key takeouts, sort of three key steps to take next, what would they be? Yeah, so um, I'd probably start back, you know, back where I, what I said earlier in terms of in, get advice. And this is both for women, as I said, if you are in a, in a you're an older couple, if I could call you that, um, and you're likely to inherit wealth, you know, just make sure you're already engaging with that advisor if you, if you have one for the family. Um, but also for that next generation, think about advice. Um, there are lots of different options now in terms of how you can get advice. And I think what we're seeing now is, is more of these coming into the market. So subscriptions, for example, we've got money coaches out there. So I think there's lots of different ways that women can, can get advice and actually get educated was probably mm. number two. And again, back to the sort of money coaches, there's lots of, and often they are women who are quite happy on a fee basis to help you think a little bit more about your money or actually your future money. Mm. Yeah. And then the last one I would really say is just be a bit more confident. So I often hear, hear it said that women are, you know, they lack confidence when it comes to money. Well, let's face it, um, most women often manage the household mm. budget perfectly well. So why do we feel so afraid of money? Um, so I think these would be the kind of three areas um, that I would say, you know, just think about it going forward. That was fascinating. Thank you very much indeed. Not at all. Thank you. For more resources about how to start taking control of your finances, visit fundcaliber.com and to research financial advisors, visit unbiased.co.uk. Please remember, we've been discussing individual companies to bring investing to life for you. It's not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these companies at the time of listening. Elite ratings are based on Fund Calibre's research methodology and are the opinion of Fund Calibre's research team only.